This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Exotic Apron. My name is Derek Yancey. My father worked for a sultan who refused to eat any meat that wasn't endangered. He said it gave him better boners. Today, we allow you to continue his legacy at your dinner table. We bought an aircraft carrier so we could create a farm in international waters where anything goes. Right now, our home chefs are cooking General Zhao's Panda, snow leopard sausage with yak cheese and smoky roasted carrots, whooping crane eggs benedict. The kids love our Arctic Fox nuggets or the dolphin salad sandwich and try our bald eagle jerky. Free range on our five acre ocean farm. We don't pull these animals from their natural habitat, we farm them ourselves. Now you can enjoy all the exotic pleasures of panda and polar bear without the guilt. Shipped right to your door. Exotic Apron, pushing mealtime boredom to extinction. Hello and thank you for cracking another Road Soda. Road Soda 112. You should take this one for the road. The soda you take on the road. On this episode, we have fruit juice blood transfusions, the Craigslist Chronicles, decoding Bill Gates, and Space Dandy is still an awesome show. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is Justin Mitchell. How you doing, Justin? Justin. Come on, man. You can't just sit there staring at me. All right. Justin actually is not here. Uh, he'll be here in just a little bit. He'll be with us on our, uh, you know, segments of the show. Justin will be as with us on the news and all that stuff. But here I am giving you the intro. Guys, thank you as always for listening to the show and you can check out Justin on his uh, he does awesome gear demos on <clears throat> uh, for like pedals and whatnot uh, uh, music pedals for guitars and all that shit and he does uh, awesome stuff on search find search is his moniker so literally search find search is what you type out and you can find him on YouTube he's got his own podcast called keeping the mids in and you can uh, listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts, just like you can listen to our show, Road Soda, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to the podcast, you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. We crack them a Road Soda. We crack them a Road Soda every Monday. That's right. Every Monday, a new Road Soda is being cracked for your beautiful ears to take it off. We're trying to take the edge off your week. That's what a Road Soda does. It takes the edge off your week. Uh, and if you comment and leave a leave a rating and all that kind of stuff, it helps. It helps other people find us. <clears throat> if you have any questions, comments, you want to say hello, you can leave a message on the show's inbox. We have an inbox you can call and leave a message at 706-200-1213. That's right. Anytime you're listening to the show and you're pro- you know you're driving to work and something spark. Hey, I have an answer to the question they're saying. Anything. We will go back and we'll touch on it. Just give us a call, 706-200-1213. And, uh, you know, if you have a suggestion for the Millennial Book Club, any of that kind of stuff, you can also email us, roadsodamail at gmail.com. You can email in 
we read your mail, we listen to those voicemails. In fact, we just uh, released it last week. We've got a couple of different, um, couple different people called in already. So let's, let's. Uh, I got one queued up right here. Let's see what we have here. And again, it's seven oh six. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I got a little story for you. I think this is the number for a rude soda. Hey, that's us. Yeah. 706-200-1213. We would make spiritual love. Her name is Carla. Okay. Now, which is a big problem. We go to Mexican restaurants because they think it's Carla. They think we're a gay couple. But that's Uh-oh. not the case. It's not the case. This is... um. Uh-oh. So, yeah, that's not the case. This is... uh. I think he said his name is Kevin, and this is Road Soda. So I I don't know what what he's talking about here. Sweet marital love, and she had on Spotify. Now, unbeknownst to me, she had just recently started listening to something people call podcasting. All right, and she started listening to that on her Spotify, and we're making marital love. To Jimmy Buffett. Right, as you did. Now, the next thing that comes on, because she just started listening to this recently, and the computer algorithm starts populating what you might want to hear next. And she, the computer there puts on a little thing called Road Soda. Now, I think I got the right number, because, sir, I want to tell you, you know how hard it is to keep a Woody inside your wife, Carla? When you hear a commercial for a special pill that's going to make it so you don't have to wipe your ass, (laughs) I don't know if y'all is fucking around or if that's a real product. If it's a real product, I'll try it. But I thank (laughs) y'all. Y'all made... Last night, one of the best nights since me and Carl have been married. Now, keep doing what you're doing, Rhodes. So. Oh, okay. It cuts off right there. Uh, <laughs> that was a message from Kevin. Uh, I guess that's the first time anyone's ever uh, been hanging out, doing it to uh, to Road Soda, as far as I know. And I guess, and he was talking about our sponsor, Silicolin, is one of our sponsors. And uh, yeah, that's a special pill that'll help you. You don't have to, you know, wipe after you take a duke. Is with Silicolin, proud sponsor coming to us from Popco. Um, and we have one more, uh, one more message here. Somebody else called in. Let's see what they have to say. And again, anybody can call in and leave a message. 706-200-1213. So please call in. That's a real number. It really goes to a voicemail, and I really listen to them. So please, here we go. Ready? Uh oh. Yo, I don't know who this is. All right, but I see this number on my girlfriend's phone. All Uh-oh. right. I don't know who this is, but you better. I don't know why she's calling you. I don't know what the two of you are doing together, but I know where my girlfriend is at all times. Okay, you understand me? Oh. So you better stop letting my girlfriend call you. All right. I don't see you calling my girlfriend, which is good. That's good. I'm glad that that's not happening. But you are letting her call you. And you better stop. You better stop letting her call you. You understand me? Or we're going to have a problem. I will reverse phone book this number. 
I will pay the 15 bucks to whitepages.com and I will find you and I will beat your ass. You understand me? Uh, you have a great day. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, Welp, so that was a little bit of... Uh, maybe this phone number belonged to someone else. Maybe 706-200-1213 belonged to someone else because we don't have any... Uh, you know, no females have called in at this point. Just that guy very angry that apparently somebody has been calling 200-1213. Again, 706-200-1213. Easily... The best number I've ever received for anything, and it's a number I've got from my podcast. So please, uh, you can also write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com, or you can uh, uh, call in. We love hearing from you guys, and we hope that you absolutely enjoy the show. But first, how about another word from our sponsors? Lizard Lift is the Uber of lot lizards. Easily find and match with truck stop ladies in your immediate area. Lizard Lift takes the guesswork out of the hunt. Stop accidentally soliciting Blimpy's employees on their smoke break. I've been a truck driver 27 years, and I still can't always tell an Arby's waitress from a truck stop whore. When I roll into an Oklahoma City pilot station, three in the morning, last thing I want is a large Mountain Dew thrown at me. And now, you can test your skills with the new in-app game, Lizard Wizard. Lizards are always slithering and on the move. Catch them all to collect points and rewards. And you'll feel safe knowing all you'll catch is a good time. All lot lizards are rated and inspected with fixed fares and complete coverage from Pimpsurance. Everyone wins with Lizard Lift. So, a long time ago... I'll put a Craigslist ad out for asking people. Yes. What like? Give me a life story. What do you got? And from that, we got uh, a lady here in town. Her name is Summer XXX, and she does. Um, she's a phone sex operator, which I didn't even know still exists. Or it's a sure sex phone operator. Phone operator, sexy, whatever. <laughs> she people call her. You know what she does, right? And. So that was a while back, and in the midst of all that, in the midst of your eye, in the midst of all that, we had I got a, a like a deluge of of people emailing in, and uh, so I just wanted to do that again, and I'm going to read to you what the the post was up on on uh, Craigslist. It just says the title is "What is your story?" Money sign, money sign. <laughs> uh, it says, "What is your story? Do you have an interesting life story, event that happened to you, or anything in between?" I will pay you for an interview to learn about your story, and your interview will be put on a podcast. Please email me for more info. It gets a lot of people writing in almost instantly. Now, the pay is only like 35 bucks. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, take your time to, to talk to us. But that doesn't mean I have to pay everybody that emails. Because a lot of people just give their life story uh, right in the email. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Let's let's. I just wanted to go through some of these emails that we got. Again, it was like I did it at work, and as soon as I it like posted my, I started like it, it. It's there's so much fun to read. Um, let's just start reading. Oh no, it's a different one. Photography. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, that was a different one. So let's see. This guy, his name was Hippie Critical. Just says I have a story. What's your contact info? I'm ex-military. It's very unique. Okay. I told him, can you give us a synopsis? And he he never emailed back. Oh, man. 
Um, let's see. This is an interesting one. Um, I have a story. I just escaped employment trafficking. What is that? That's exactly what I said. I said, hello, employment trafficking. Can you elaborate? Never got an answer back. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of these people are fucking great, right? So here's here's a fun one, uh, and then I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Hello, my name is Blankety Blank, and I found your Craigslist ad asking for interesting stories for the podcast. I have a few entertaining stories from taking an alligator wrestling class uh, to cutting my knee open with a machete while attempting to play real-life Fruit Ninja. Oh, my God. To being a commercial salmon fisherman in Alaska. I don't Please. believe the last one. Yeah. This is one of those things. Just do three things. Yeah, Choose the one. Fun. Yeah. How about the alligator wrestling class is real yeah. over that? Uh, I said, could you tell me a little bit more about this alligator wrestling class? And they never answered back. Oh, my God. At least, I, I, they might have, honestly, but it was just so many people uh, rode into the show or, or rode into this. It was really fascinating. Now, last time I did this, there was a fella who rode in and... Um, Said he had an interesting story. Uh, let me go to my send email. I might be able to find it better that way. And he told us, here he is. Hello, is this interesting? That's my, a weird way to start an email. Yeah, hello, Is how about this for interesting? Yeah, hey, right? check this shit out, right? My blood type changed from O negative to A positive. And changed DNA. No, not blood transfusion. Wrong type can kill you. I was diagnosed, sorry, I was diagnosed with a very rare and aggressive blood cancer. One my oncologist has never treated in his career. This change was from bone marrow transplant. Learned more about cancer than anyone ever wanted to know. Positive focus is needed, but gets hard at times on this journey. Oh my God. Right? My life's not so bad. The life isn't so bad. But uh, now I I wrote to him. I said, uh, yes, that is very interesting. What was the name of the cancer? Sent, uh, yeah, what was the name of the cancer? So I just wanted to learn more because this guy actually wrote in last time, right? And now um, I'm going to keep digging through these. I, I don't want to, like, you know, kill all the time reading to me. Some of them are, are ridiculous, like really, really out there. Um I want to, like, get the ones that are really out there and give them to you guys on another episode. Like, the next episode, we'll continue on with where this goes. Hopefully, we'll get somebody out of this that we actually talk to in person. But this is this guy wrote to us last time. And okay. he said, yeah, my blood... And, and I never, uh, never had him on the show or anything, but he said it's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But it is the subtype, which is important to identify which uh, treatment is best. My subtype is called mantle cell lymphoma, but a rare variety named blastoid. Only 3 to 5% of the of this think of blastoid as cancer on steroids. Very fast and resistant to treatments, whatever. It sounds fucking oh awful, right? Anytime I hear resistant to treatments, ugh. Yeah, I know you're really being affected by this. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, but yeah, this guy has a really crazy story, and What's funny is, you know, we also have the new phone number, uh, 706-200-1213. Uh, call in and leave a message on the show. We'd love to hear from you. But um, this guy, I, so I was like, I want to try to just get to people to call in and see what kind of crazy stuff I can get to call into the show, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, uh, maybe not the best way to do it, 
was I, I created a posting that was like uh, looking for a man, right? And then it says, I'm a photographer. I'm, dude, no I'm way. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so glad. I this can't is believe. The, this is the first time I'm vocalizing the idea to somebody. Like I did all this in my own little fucking like hovel oh of like of, of like why would I but now it's like why would you fucking do that right so I made it a, I said I need a man I'm a photographer and I have an assignment where I need to do uh, I need to take photos of a man for this assignment at my work and then I also posted a picture of and I said call this number leave a message and uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and then I'll call you back right and I put a picture of like this uh, a, it was like a, a girl that took a selfie, right? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> I can't believe this. You're so disapproving. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I thought, it's amazing. I'm like, you think of like, I can't believe you would do something. No, I just, I can't believe that because it's gonna work. This is amazing. Of course I you're going to get responses. Of course, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what is the the thing that was going to make somebody call this fucking number, right? <laughs> so, of course, the guys start calling <laughs> So <laughs> Just like a pig in shit. <laughs> so, of course, guys start calling in, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. All right, let's see. Um... Let's let's find one because I was calling the number a lot just to make sure it worked. Um, let's see here. Here's one. Ready? Let's let's turn it on. All right. It's playing. Here it is. Hello, my name is Marcus. I'm uh, looking for the uh, photographer position. So um, just let me know if you need anybody. I'll be free all weekend, all week. So. I'm sure you would. Can you call out 419 Whoa, 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 Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so there are a lot like that, right? There is a bunch of, of that, okay? Yeah, of course. You, absolutely. Uh, there, there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of that. Um, but then I get a, a, a call, right? And, and it was very, very interesting call. Uh, let me see. If I can find it here, that's not that's not the one. Uh, now, now this isn't the one, but let's just listen to this one real quick. Um. Hi, um, my name's Matthew. Um, I'm just responding to your ad for models. Um, about me, I'm 40 years old. I'm 5'8", 160 pounds. Which 40 years old is a lot older than the the girl I put up is probably in like her 20s, right? have an athletic muscular build. Good for pictures. Uh, occupation wise, I'm a handyman, a mover, a caregiver. Um, caregiver. Good to know. Independent writer. <laughs> He's a writer. Um, I've never done what? any modeling, but I guess I'd like to participate just because I'm always interested in experiencing new things. Why are you so quiet? So, yeah, you can reach me. My phone or text at... He sounds... He, he really sounds like a guy that you oh want to call back, right? Oh, my God. Now, obviously, that's, like, what we're fishing for, yep. you know? That's we it. Are, we are out there fishing. That's, like, the thing. Uh, let's see if this is the one. Hold on. Um, yes, hi. Uh, yeah, so this is... 
Now, that's what we're fishing for. So as I'm listening to this, I um, I hear, you know, this 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 one comes in. My name's Jerry. Bop, bop, bop. I'm calling about the photography gig. A um, little interesting thing is that I'm, I'm a cancer survivor, and my sister saved my life. Um, more unusual is my blood type changed to hers. <laughs> what is positive, happening? Where am I? My blood DNA is now my sister's. <laughs> That's because of a bone marrow transplant. the look on your face. <laughs> like, so you said cancer survivor. Your eyes shot to mine, and you're like, right out of the gate. He's telling him, all right. And then you start thinking more. You're like looking around, and then all of a sudden, he says, my blood type change. And <laughs> your eyes. Oh, my God. Your eyes fucking lit up. This is the same guy. Oh, is it? I mean, the 0.111% chance of something happening guy. Yeah, of course it's him. <laughs> dude, a Craigslist frequenter. Oh, oh, yeah, dude, he frequents. Like I said, the last time we did this, if you post just about anything on Craigslist, this guy's going to fucking see Oh, my it. God. All right, let's hear this. All right, here we go. Uh, if you'd like to use me, my number is... So basically, yeah, he says... So now we got more of the story, at least. He got... His sister is the one that saved his life. And she gave him a bone marrow transplant, which changed his. So, so far, that's the only thing. <laughs> My God. That's the only thing. So, I, well, the reason I wanted to... So, if that doesn't open up... Uh, I'm hoping what that, what that first idea did is, like... I want to think of more ways to get people to call in and leave messages just so we can see what kind of stuff we get. I mean, there's a lot of cool people out there, and we just want to see what kind of cool stuff we can get. This is a great segment. <laughs> I approve of this. I just want to see what kind of awesome people we can get Amazing. calling in and see what kind of, uh, but, uh, whatever else we can, um, you know, you want to, okay. So then I thought I was like, I need to, I, I wanted people to call in. This was then when I changed to ready. And just to quick wrap, wrap up this little segment. I was like, I want people to call in and make it sound like they're calling the show. Right. I was like, how do I make them call in and go, Hey, this is. I'm calling Road Soda, right? So then I took the same posting, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> You'll see in a second. And I changed the, um, I changed it to read, uh, need a nice guy, right? Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I said, need a nice guy. And I put my sister, she's the one on the right. So I, then I, I got, a, I found another picture on the internet and I put, uh, so it was two girls next to each other. It looked like sisters. I said, she's the one on the right. She just got out of a bad relationship. And I'm trying to hook her up with someone else because she's, like, distraught, right? Again, here's my number. Here's Call I this phone number. This. Leave a message, right? And uh, so people, because just phone numbers are ubiquitous with, like, texting now. So people sure. are also thinking you can, like, text this number, which apparently you can. And um, let's let's see... So I, I got a call from a guy. For, uh, first, we got to listen to this real quick. Hold on. He might actually like tell him. Uh, hello, I'm replying to your Craigslist dad. Uh, my name is Derek. Uh, I'm from this, Boston. This um, is for the photography. I'm a person that likes to work out. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, build up a little bit of a portfolio here. I've been doing some webcam models. Cool. You go ahead and give me a call back. At, uh... All right, so we'll stop it there. Um, so yeah, this guy calls in, right? So I changed the posting. And 
I, I, of course, it's the same phone number. I changed the picture, all that stuff. This guy almost immediately starts, you better tell me what you're doing. Sorry, you better tell me what your deal is before I go to the cops. Because yesterday, it was you needed a male to photograph. I called you. Now you need a male to take your take your sister out. This is bogus as fuck. And I think he called too. So he he realized he was being Yeah, not really sure what your deal is because I called yesterday because you needed a male to uh, photograph and now you need a male to take out your sister. That was a little fishy to me. He did say he was from Boston. Can I just say real quick? Your sister, he is from Boston. That proved it. The fact that um so oh, also he recognized the phone number. He recognized the phone Honestly number. Impressive. He doesn't sound. <clears throat> you know how he probably recognized the phone number. He probably went to call this one too, and it came oh, up yeah. in his num- It came yeah. up in his phone. And he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. He's out there just calling these people. Like, I want to be. I'll take your sister out. Sure. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. So and then he's and then he's mad because he went for the bait twice. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, you nailed it. But because of that, I think he flagged it and they took the posting down. So now that posting's down. But the story one is still up because that's genuine. We've actually interviewed people from that story. And we're not trying to, like, make fun of anybody or hurt anybody. I think it's funny that Jerry's, you know, telling that story to everybody who will listen. Right. Uh, But, Yeah, uh, so I heard that you are looking for a kayak tour guide. Mm -hmm. And I've never really ridden a kayak. But I am a cancer survivor, and my (laughs) DNA has changed. How does that have to do with my kayaking? I'll tell you. It was my sister. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's a super nice guy, too. But, you know, um, if you guys now... Also, please, anyone that calls in, you can call in. And and, uh, if you want to just leave a message, whatever it is, nice, mean, we don't really care. But 706... 200 1213 and um, I'm really going to see what other kind of Craigslist stuff we can get out of it. Like, I just want to see what, what, how can we get people to call and leave a message? Amazing. Let's see what we can do, huh? Are you sick and tired of your wife nagging you? Be sick no more. With new Russian wife, you won't understand what she's saying. Here in Russia, we have a surplus. And we offer high quality wife for you. Very obedient. Women in Russia practically want to be beat. Log on and select from our wide variety of tall blonde Russian wives. And within 7 days you could be enjoying hot borscht in your spotless home. Go to www.russianwifesurplus.com today. A popco brand. The news, as Justin just said, I that stole. That is how your, I said it. I stole your line. That's okay. That's that's what the news. That's what I do as a newsman. As a journalist, oh my god, journalists are thieves. They just steal information. That's all they and do. And pretend they, like they. It's like this is mine. This is my information. I'm giving it to you. You're welcome. My God. Is that what they? Is that what we say? That's how that, about yeah. red like blood? I love it already. Woman almost dies after injecting herself with juice. Fruit juice. What fruit juice is red? Yeah. Cranberry juice. Would you cranberry juice? Pomegranate juice? I was going to say pomegranate juice. Yeah, but that's kind of purple. But you think yeah. that was like, you know, it's red-like blood. Yeah, sure. You, yeah. I need more blood. Might as well pump it in there. Make some more blood. And you know what's funny is the picture they have here is a, is a child's hand. That's clearly a child's hand, isn't it? Yeah, that's a kid's hand. A woman in China almost died 
And that's probably why they got the, the kid's hand. <laughs> we need something that looks like a Chinese person's hand. Uh, here's a nine-year-old. That same thing. Yeah. <laughs> a woman in China almost died after injecting herself with a cocktail of more than 20 different fruit juices. My God. In an effort to improve her health. Well, that's... Now, what opposite. I want to know is, like, was it, like, a heroin-type, like, syringe injection? Or was it, like, intravenous, like, a, like an IV? Now, I read... I actually, you know, read a, a little bit of this article, so I can say, I don't know. That's an <laughs> excellent answer. All right, let's find it out. <laughs> uh, in an effort, yeah. So, 51-year-old from... I'm going to read this perfectly for you. Guayang County in... Oh I know, right? Chenzhou, uh, Hunan Province. Perfect. Gave herself an intravenous infusion by drip. So so it was it was a IV bag. Yeah. So she like mixed My up a bag. God. Where do you think she got the juice? Do you think she like went down to the market? She's like, I'm right. gonna be honest with you. Someone who went this far juiced it themselves. She, she juiced it. Like, yeah. So she went to. Oh, the, yeah. She actually got all the fruits herself. Yeah. Which makes it worse if you think about it, because that means that she had this idea. Mm-hmm. And had it the whole time. She went to Whole Foods, bought organic yeah. fruit, came back and juiced it. Do they have Whole Foods in the Hunan province? Of course. It's so, Whole Foods. Yeah. So here's the thing. When I see a big television show that mm-hmm. puts something in there that's just so dumb, or like I see a person of power, mm-hmm. like political figure, make a speech that's so terrible, and I'm like, okay, the problem with that is not right. that they did that. It's that it got through so many revisions. There's, this there's idea... So- you know? Much premeditation. Oh my god. Nobody was just like Hey Hey Sally, what are you well, whatever the fucking Chinese equivalent right. to Sally is, like, what are you doing? Ch- Chally. Yeah, okay. So hey <laughs> hey Chally, <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh just buying some fruits. Oh, yeah, you're down at the, gonna... the Hunan province uh, Whole Foods. Love that place. Yeah, I got all these I got twenty different kind of fruits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna juice them. Yeah, yeah, I do, you know, I do a juice cleanse probably twice a year just to, you know, really push out the toxins. Yeah. Maybe you can help me out. I'm doing a juice cleanse too. Yeah, okay, so what kind of information do you need? Uh, I need to know what size needle do I need? Uh, my juicer doesn't use a needle. Yeah. What, what do you mean it doesn't? How do you get it in? How do you get the juice in and you, cleanse you, if you don't put it in a needle? You just, you drink it. What are you going to, what are you planning on doing? What are you doing? <laughs> 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 I think that's probably how that went. Uh, Breaking and bathing. I love this. You love that? Dude, if I... Man, I'm excited. It's probably just like you think, but a little different. Woman attempts to give two-year-old bath in bizarre breaking. Nah, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> See? Here's the thing. If I came home and there was a hobo right. taking a bath, he broke into my house, took a bath, I'd you, be like, this, this is how to approach this. I'm right. walking, I go, did you fucking steal anything? No. And I would check whatever clothes he had, and if he really didn't, I would go to my fridge, I would get two beers, I would sit on the toilet, right. like with the lid down, you fucking pervert. <laughs> He's a hobo, what does yeah, he care? Know? And I would just sit there, and I would drink a beer with this guy, and be like, are you taking a shit next to me? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, how did you get here, man? If I saw someone bathing their two-year-old, get the fuck out of my house! Get the fuck out of here! I don't want your fucking kid in my house. It was not even her kid. It was so, it was the it was the owner. What just happened? <laughs> what just, what are we doing on this podcast right now? We're doing the news. A Columbus, Ohio mother says she was horrified when she woke up and found another woman inside her home getting ready to give her two-year-old son a bath. And when I say her, it means the owner of the fucking house. I never heard of anything like this. Erica Hill said. That's that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know what's problem for me, Isaiah, is like I can't think of this in a non-sexual way, like right. like or like maybe you lost your kid and like you're trying to make. So it, it was a it was a woman that was bathing her. Okay, kid. so maybe she lost her child, and right. she's like, oh, you know. She said, um, "I get up and I walk to my door, and the way my house is set up, I can look down the hall." He'll explain. I see a white female lady. That's a little redundant. Bent over the tub with two-year-old in the tub. So, so she, she sees, didn't attempt. She was mid-bath. Seems like she was mid-bath. She was mid-bath. Uh, I don't know. The lady said, uh, like, the, the girl that did this said she was just trying to, like, care. That's not a picture of her. I don't Oh, think. my God, dude. That's that, not picture. So the clickbait <laughs> thumbnails at the bottom of, like, websites, it just scrolled down to, like, a... If, if like, a fucking nine-inch nail... You know how people follow Grateful Dead? Yes. This is what someone who would, like, I'm a nail the, head. Yeah, I'm a nail head. <laughs> follow the nine-inch nails and also did meth. That's, also, well, of course. Who else is going to be a nail head? Oh, my God. Yeah, she... Uh, that's But, that, but that, that's, that's not her. That's not her. It would be great if it was. It does show her somewhere. I think this is a different story. It's just cycling. Dude, let's get out of here because uh, it, it just keeps showing us different stories. All right, so now we've come down to four. Let's do one more, and then we'll do the choosy three. I'm going to do the one more. This one's the blob. This is a little more scientific. Let's get a little more real Let's with it. Let's do this. Let's and learn something. Paris Zoo unveils bizarre blob that can learn with no brain. When they say brain, they mean actual, like, gray matter that transfers electricity and turns it into... Yeah, okay. clusters, a cluster of neurons. Oh, my God. And... and uh, gray match hall. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> the Paris Zoological Park is unveiling bizarre blob organism this weekend that can learn without a brain, digest food without a mouth or stomach, and rapidly heal itself after being chopped in half. Wait, time out. Okay, I just realized that it says unveiled. It did not say discovered. Mm-hmm. No, like, zoologist was in the field and was like, look at this fucking blob. I stabbed it eight times and it's just still no, digesting food the, and healing. It's going to be like cage or, or box type yeah, structure but, with a blanket over it. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say and is... a it, crazy guy in a lab coat with sure. a fucking nasty, exactly. weird mustache. Yeah. And he's going, oh, are you guys ready? I'm going to unveil the blob. He created this. I created this. There it's my baby. There was a fucking movie about this. I fuck it at night. because <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. you know all weird scientists are they just trying it. to build their own uh, yeah, sex that's thing. like in the in the Silicon Valley show there's an uh, uh, a small story arc about like an AI intelligence mm-hmm. and the AI intelligence the data is too great for them to store on their servers and this company has a compression algorithm that can do that and it comes out that like the lead guy in the lab was super possessive over this AI and it was kind of like anthropomorphized as yes. a female mm-hmm. um i don't know if you do that with robots but that's you know if that's the right word but uh and i'll be like yeah he was fucking the robot and it was also designed after his mother yeah and then it's he, not weird yeah but it's so funny <laughs> obviously when he gets caught he's like she loved me like you don't understand what we you know it's crazy how many times uh, uh ai is is uh, having a sexual relationship uh what was that we did a millennial book club on and i always forget the name but it's had Jonah Hill and Emma Stone in it, and it was really fucking Oh, awesome. yes. Yeah, I can't think of the name either, but... It's yeah. really fucking yeah. well made. All right, so... Uh, so this blob, this it's more of like... It's like a mold, fungi kind of thing. I'll give you, just give you kind of like an, an abridged version. Teach and, me. Yeah, and it's... They don't know how to classify it. It's an animal, it's not a plant. It kind of looks like a fungus because it's a mold. And apparently, uh, when they put it in these different environments, it does so, like, it digests stuff, right? It doesn't... It just yeah. sits on something and digests it and eats it. And um, 
I guess, yeah, when you chop it in half, it like can regrow rapidly, as they say. Uh, but it also, I don't know, I don't know if it explains how it actually thinks. It just says that it learns things. It doesn't say to what capacity, which well, means two yeah, things. Yeah. It's a terrifying capacity, or it's like... Or it's like, if I move if in that direction... Yeah. If I put a thing that's hot next to it, that's it doesn't exact, grow into it. It's that is learning. The, yeah, that is the exact <laughs> analogy I was going to use. And so, I, I don't want to um, wrap on this too long, but I right. do just want to bring something up. Please. Um, I know this is annoying uh i hear you but i have a a specific diet that i follow okay and like so i don't eat certain things right right and oh i know no i know people people hate it and actually i go out of my way a lot of my close friends don't even know but it's been it's okay this has been a while okay yeah so i'm a vegan okay so i know i know your close friends don't know (laughs) i didn't know i know i know (laughs) and i've mentioned it on the podcast before like in passing uh but but like talking about other things but my friend Joel and I that I work with were talking about it. And, and you know, the thing about being a vegan or any holding any flag, basically, uh, is that people are looking for hypocrisy. Right. And so, I, you know, we start talking about eggs. Remember that slight rainstorm? It's, it's yeah. fucking coming down. Yeah, yeah it is. It's pouring. <laughs> sorry. I just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So anyways, we were talking about, you know, people look for my hypocrisy. And, and I'm pretty open because I'm not perfect, right? And so we started talking about two things, and that's eggs and honey. Uh-huh. Right? Like, the arrogance, like, the, like there is a, a certain vegan perspective that there's, which is not mine, mm-hmm. but the arrogance that you, you, you own that egg. Like, you're yeah. allowed to take it from the chicken, or you own that honey. Right. And, I'm, you know, we go to Papo's. It's this taco joint. They got pickled cabbage. It's got honey on it. I'm not going to get the – I get the pickled cabbage. Right. You know? So it's – they're like, well, you eat honey, and you're not supposed to do that. So anyways, I said, okay. Dude, now, it's a different – it's like the no ghee ghee fucking – Yeah, sure. People just want sides. People yeah. just want – okay, go ahead. So the point is, is that – in my defense, mm-hmm. one of the things that I brought up is that there are frequencies by which we've seen trees communicate in yes. Scandinavian forest. And we've also seen, like, you know, I have a bald cypress tattooed, right, mm-hmm. like in the in the wetland, like little half sleeve. And it's because they are extremely resilient. They can live in areas where no one else, no other things can. Right. One of the ways by which it's theorized that they do this, and I just fucked up that sentence, but mm-hmm. they have knees. Everybody's yes. seen cypress knees. It's thought that they can share nutrients through these knees. And yes. even though it appears that it's only connected to one tree, yes. they can help other trees. It's also theorized that they communicate via these things, right? Yes. So, like, it's similar to this blob. Yes. Are they thinking or are they just like, hey, there's no nitrogen over there. There's nitrogen over there. Right. That's where, you know what I mean? So then it comes down to what is thinking. That's a question of right. what is thinking. So it's like, when if I'm saying that I don't want animals to mm-hmm. suffer, so I'm not going right. to eat meat and dairy because they suffer because of that industry, right? Like, what about trees and vegetables? Like, does it hurt a tree to pull the fruit? And I don't know that answer. Right. But it, I don't know if it hurts or if it would feel like uh, an orgasm. It could. Think, and in uh, which right. case, like, let's just fucking pick fruit. Which I think is the case. When it comes to fruit, that's what fruit is. The fruiting body is, like, the, thing, sure. the reproductive thing. Like, yeah. So when you... It wants it. it. It glows a certain color to attract these things to fucking pull it. Yeah. I think it feels orgasmic to pull fruit off a, tr- a tree. I really do. But it, they trees do. Like, when you when they start becoming hurt by something, they grow away. And I've heard of, of actually, you know, the, the, the that theories you're talking about, they where they share nutrients, they can test that by they'll, they'll inject uh, uh, radioactive material into one tree and then come back later and they can with a Geiger counter and they can test that radioactive material mm-hmm. in surrounding trees. So they, they, they know they they're sharing their, yeah. their nutrients. And yeah. they could be doing that because 
maybe you put a poison in them and they want to spread it out to like sure like herd immunity much. yeah right. or uh, but they, literally if there's one tree that's getting most of the of the nutrients it can give it to other things they yeah. can choose things to be killed off absolutely oh it's incredible and so the, you know that brings like uh, uh, you know mangroves yes you know we have them all over if you don't live in a coastal area or, or kind of like Pacific Islander then you mm-hmm. you know you might not know but there are these crazy uh, root system plants that grow in salt water fascinating that red mangroves are some of the most popular ones they're the ones that you see like actually off the seawalls and like on that thing did you know they hate salt water they Holy almost shit. can't live in it next time you go kayaking or you see anything look at a red mangrove and you will see yellow leaves all over it no matter the season it takes salt pushes it to the weakest leaves they turn yellow and they die and that's how it survives it gets rid of the salt. It it it's not like these other plants who are like, oh yeah, I can test, I can take the salinity. No, it's a, a regular plant. It's a regular has plant. Figured out, you know, it's then that's almost. What if we took those leaves, and we can like take the salt out and like do something? Maybe it makes a really great tea. I was about yeah, I was, yeah, tea is a good yeah, a really for salty, sure. amazing yeah. tea. Yeah. So you know the anyway, idea, the, the idea is. <laughs> What is intelligence? At what yes. point is it, right? Like, and, and so for this, like, how do you treat it? How do you treat this, you know? Kill at, it with fire? I guess, you know? So, <laughs> how do we, anyways. it doesn't have rats. Isaiah, this is an excellent news article. I think that was a fun news article. We have one more news article. Let me get uh, my picking hat on. Get your picking hat. It's the same hat as my other hats. No hat. No hat at all. <laughs> there's three more left. I gave them uh, my own little uh, uh, titles, and it is... Why is this article about China and not India? Mm-hmm. Uh, monkey game. And the last one is bleach always used metaphorically in racist. Oh my I didn't, God. I didn't f- finish that. So. All right. Oh, Isaiah, this is hard. Okay, I'm going to reverse this. I just gave them random numbers. Pick a number one through three. Two. Oh, fuck. It's monkey game. Let's go to monkey game. This one is cool. Uh, monkeys outsmart humans. Love it. Yeah. Uh, game over. These monkeys just crashed humans on a computer game. This was actually pretty interesting. Have you ever seen monkeys do, like, computer tests? Um, Were they, like, selecting things? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. It is mind-blowing. It I've, is. Yeah, it, it, they, okay, so not just because, oh, the monkey's pressing things on the screen. The speed, the dexterity, and, yeah. like, the... the, the quickness of how fast their mind is moving is insane like there's this one uh where they have like 10 shapes on a screen and it flashes for like a second and Mm. then it disappears and the monkey has to select all the shapes that they saw remember it yes what and then it gets a treat they do it almost every fucking time yes it flashes yep goes away they and then there's a list of the things they saw they saw this 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 this. give me my fucking banana it is insane do you remember whenever they were like hey we're gonna do this experiment where we have monkeys in cages where they can see one another they all do the same test but some monkeys get a better reward than others and and they they gave him all the same reward for a while and then they switch and like the these monkeys get bigger graves and they're like look monkeys don't like we are so shitty as humans that we care like the Joneses. You know what right. I'm saying? No, dude, that monkey when it got the wrong, the smaller tree, throws it on the ground like you cocksuckers. Why the fuck does Carl get it? I had point three better second. You son of a bitch! And you can't calm them down. They're furious. Really? Yeah, because they're like we were all getting the same reward a minute ago, which really makes me think that they understand a lot more of what's going on. Like with that game that oh they got God. the reward, they noticed like, hey, we're all doing the same game. We're all getting the same reward. Now his is different. That's horseshit. 
Dude, craziness. It's fucking craziness. And you know what else is even more craziness? Is they did this particular test. It was a cognitive flexibility or the ability to quickly change how uh, how they think about and work or solve a problem. Whereas monkeys can think on their feet, humans often become set in their ways and cling to inefficient strategies for problem solving, according oh, yeah. to new research. Yep. So, um, in the game, four squares appeared on a screen during each trial. One striped, one spotted, and two blank. In training sessions, players learned that clicking the striped square and then the spotted square would cause a blue triangle to pop up in place, in a place of one of the blank squares. Clicking the blue triangle produced a reward, right? In this case, an auditory whoop for humans to indicate that they had solved the puzzle and a banana pal- uh, pellet for the monkeys, mm-hmm. right? So they're already getting the monkey. Why are they getting the bitter tree? Why? <laughs> <laughs> he gets pissed off. What? Well, only monkeys need potassium. I like bananas. <laughs> Sir, please calm down. Uh, so then, so this is what's crazy. So what what happened was they started. So you'd have to hit the stripe solid, and then the triangle come out. You hit the triangle, you get your tree, right? They started on all the tests, just putting up the triangle before they clicked anything, right? So then all of a sudden the triangle would just p- show up. The humans all kept pressing striped circle triangle. Whereas it's the instant all the monkeys saw the triangle, they said, fuck Boom. this game, hit the triangle, where's my fucking yeah. monkey pellet? Can I just say... Only one guy did it. I'm really sorry. I just have to put this out there. Right. And I know it's kind of sexist. But if that study was male monkeys getting food and versus male humans getting a blowjob, right. like male humans would win every time. <laughs> every time. The reward was not equal. Uh, triangle, triangle, triangle. <laughs> yeah. Where's that triangle? Did you get a triangle? <laughs> Why did you get a triangle? It was... Isn't that just so... Insane. If there yeah. was one guy. Sure. Out of, I don't know. I don't remember how many that it said crazy. on here. All the monkeys did it. One fucking human did it. One human was like triangle. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah, I got the whoop, baby. Yeah. Maybe that guy lives on whoops. Yeah, <laughs> he's a juggalo. Could you just whoop, whoop, give me two <laughs> triangles? What's up? I know triangle gives me whoop. That's yeah, what I know. Whoop. Dude, uh, that is. So that's our news. And if there's anything I'm trying to show you from news. Are, uh, from news segment to news segments is that the monkeys are about to fucking take over. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, all our monkey listeners, shout out to y'all. We know we got a couple monkeys. Woo woo. Get, you, your, get your bananas. Get you know your Mr. Bambo's bananas here. Yeah. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Barney Bambo's Bananas. Barney Bambo's Bananas. <laughs> Ma, I want a Barney Bambos. When your chimps are hungry, peel a Barney Bambos. Barneys are bigger, yellower, and more banantastic than any other banana on the market. Thanks, Ma. Kids go bananas for Barney Bambos. And by Ed Talks, ideas to have. Listen to the most visionary people explain their visions on the Ed stage, like Derek Yancey from Exotic Apron. If you want something bad enough, you get it. Nothing is off limits. I wanted panda meat, so I bought an aircraft carrier and floated it out into the ocean, where there is no government to enforce any laws. And because of my attitude, not only do I get to enjoy panda steak weekly, 
So do dozens of upper-class Americans. You're welcome. Ed Talks. Ideas to have. Get this complete Ed Talk and more at edtalks.com. Marsupial bacon coordinates. Find that bacon. Find that bacon. You give them to the marsupial. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, they do a lot down in Australia. Yep. If our listeners down in Australia and totally. Oh, they'll tell you. They'll tell you about marsupial the, bacon coordinates. There are two things mm-hmm. that are for certain when you go to Australia. Yeah. Drop bears. Drop bears. Real. 100%. Uh-huh. And marsupial bacon coordinates. Bacon coordinates. Yep. The number two realest yep. thing. I got a shirt in my drawer from when mm-hmm. I went to Australia. It says yep. the number two realest thing mm-hmm. from Australia. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is the Millennial Book Club segment. This is the segment where we're just fucking watching Netflix. We're not We're not actually reading anything. Millennials don't read anything. Yeah. Right? No, they You're can't. You're one. Yeah, I, I, I try to read. Right, but then what happened? Oh my god, it's awful. It's dense. It's the worst. You know what happens? I read a paragraph. Yeah. And I reread that paragraph because I wasn't paying attention to That's my right. own reading. Have you ever watched something and then rewatched it because you weren't watching it? Yes. Never. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to yes and you. Okay? I was trying to rest in. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> The I answer's just, supposed to be you no. Know, in improv, they right. always say yes and. They're supposed right? to, yeah. But now I realize there is a no there and. There is an exception. <laughs> yes, okay. And it was that joke. Uh, guys, our Millennial Book Club segment, or segment, our, our assignment was inside Bill's brain decoding Bill Gates that we gave that assignment three weeks ago, and uh, I held on to it because I just wanted it to be a conversation, which I declared on the last episode. That's right. That's the last time I'm doing that. I'm not going to do that anymore. If if uh, I got to solo the Millennial Book Club, I'm soloing the Millennial Book Club because I just want to tear through every original thing that is on Netflix until there is no more original things for, and, uh, for yeah, us to cast our judgment right. on. Mm-hmm. All right. Until they go bankrupt. <laughs> until they go bankrupt. Which might be soon. <laughs> you think so? A friend of mine who's in the industry explained Netflix to me in the analogy of uh, Wile E. Coyote. Okay. So he, he runs off the cliff. Right. As long as he thinks he's running, uh-huh. he stays up. It's when he realizes that he's off. Yeah. They stops and then falls, and they are, from what he explained to me, putting so much money into these originals because they're getting funding. Yes. And and they're just trying to keep that going. From what I understand, they're cycling debt pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how they're keeping going, trying to win the streaming war. Yes, because it is a war right now. Yes. It is a war. I, I don't think there's going to be a single winner. I think there's going to be three top guys because that's just there's going to be A and B and then there's going to be the fucking green team over there that's like we don't like A or B because that's all of human existence do you know um, I'm boycotting the USC no because in order to watch the Mm pay-per-view you have to have an ESPN plus membership oh man now it's five dollars a month that's not a lot of money sixty dollars a year but I refuse if you're going to charge me sixty or seventy dollars for a pay-per-view yeah right yeah that I have to also have a monthly subscription right when I don't watch football, 
And there's nothing against football. Like, you know, my stepdad and I don't have a lot to talk about. I went to the University of Florida. He's a Gators fan. I look at the score. I like Saturday. It's Saturday. I'll look at the score after I leave here. I'll text him. Just so I can be like, hey. Yeah, yeah. but I don't care about that. And so it's like Disney has their own streaming service, Hulu Mm -hmm. and Amazon. I think everybody should just go Amazon, bulk it in so I get two-day shipping and everything I want to watch. Exactly. So that's where Amazon is, like, winning that aspect. Because they just include it. Right, because they've got something else that you need yeah. already. Well, you want to listen to music? Done. Also, Done. two day shipping. Yep. Also you want to watch something? Shipping. Also, yeah. Two day shipping. Mm-hmm. What are you, you going to two day ship me, Netflix? The only thing that I pay extra for uh, with Amazon is the HBO channel. But that's because Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. uh, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. um, at the time Game of Thrones. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, entourage. You know, like there's, there's a lot of good content out there. And plus, I put movies out. So We do. And Anyways. You know what? Uh, we here are a Netflix family. Okay? I like it. I have a Netflix as well. You better like it. Yeah. Because they are the overlords. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Netflix. And speaking of the Netflix originals, so this one was um, Inside Bill's Brain. Mm-hmm. And this is... I loved this. I'm just going to say it right out from, from the top. This is this hits me and tickles me in, in two different fancies. Or it did. So what it was, it's a, uh, a docu-series. It's not just one thing. There's, uh, I believe, four or five episodes, and they're each about an hour long. Mm-hmm. And they're split up into two different um, sets of, like, of, of story that's going on, right? Uh, so it's a 2019 three-part docu- Okay, so it's three parts. Web television series created and directed by Davis Guggenheim. Do you know him? Well, he's got a last name. It sounds like a museum. <laughs> But um, he he did a lot of uh, he did an inconvenient truth. Like, oh yeah. He he did, wasn't the one that uh, like made it because obviously that Michael was Michael Moore. Yeah, I thought one of that was um, or Bush. No, God, what is his name? <laughs> Al Gore. Al Gore. Yeah, it was Al Gore. I think did that one. Uh, but he like directed her or um, let's see, his credits include. Uh, NYPD Blue, ER, 24, Alias, The Shield, Deadwood, and the document uh, documentaries and Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. He's done a lot of shit. And mm-hmm. when he made this... Do you remember... Okay, so did you watch any of the um, anime... What is anime? Uh, what was it called? The Netflix thing? Yeah. The, we did the Millennium Book Club on it. I don't remember, man. Yeah, I know I that we did. I, know we I did suffered it. through it. You suffered through asking. it, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the difference, as soon as you start watching... Inside Bill's mind, and it, what was it? What was it called? Anime. Enter the anime. Enter the anime. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. As soon as you start watching either of those, you immediately notice a difference. And uh, like, Enter the anime is like the lady goes, "Here I am. What do I do? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm making. What is anime? Right? You don't even see this guy's face. Nice. Ever. Yeah. Though he is interviewing. So when he's interviewing uh, Bill Gates, he's off screen. Uh, it shows him periodically like walking along Bill's property up in like uh, uh, Washington State. They're walking together, but you never like see. He never turns around. You never see his face. Like you, he narrates like when it's going from scene to scene, so he can like build the story and tell you what's going on. But he, yeah, he is so out of it. So he's never like flipping the camera around. Like, what's up? I'm at BGZ's crib. We're finna get interviews. <laughs> that's right. You know? Oh, BGZ. That's yeah. what we call him because we're such good friends. We're tight. Right? We're tight like that. We know? tight, right, yeah. Bill? Dude, uh, but Bill, it so the, so the two things that it's both about is it's about like Bill's life, right? So you get that personal like you learning his uh, he was born 
to, I believe his dad was a lawyer, and he had two sisters. And I don't know, uh, I think his mom was like a, you know, stay-at-home mom. But he had like a, um, like it talks about how uh, he was always one of those kids that was like the smartest one around. Just like Elon Musk or just like any of those mm-hmm. fucking people. When you hear them talk about their childhood, they were, they were the smartest, you know. Um, but he, and I love hearing about that stuff because I've never heard that stuff before. There's been a thousand Steve Jobs movies and, you know, they've got the... Elon Musk um, book and whatnot, but this was just good to see. And then it also cuts to like what he's doing now and what his passions are and, and how his childhood basically drove him here and basically how him making Microsoft and doing everything he did was almost like this massive stepping stone to being where he is now. Um, which is with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the mm-hmm. Bill and Melinda Gates? Dude, I'm sorry. Insanity, because not only is like their entire fortune tied into this foundation, just this philanthropy foundation, but Warren Buffett pledged half of his money, 50 bills, into the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Isn't oh that insanity? God. So here's the way when they said that that and and you can Bill Gates in like the first and you know because I watched two of them, he mentions it a couple times. He's like, you know, you got Warren Buffett gave us you know fifty billion, and like he keeps saying that because he realizes the pressure because Warren Buffett is arguably the best like uh, stock trader or however you want to you know mm-hmm. financier of all time. If he puts his money in something. He's got faith in it. He's like, this is going to make money or this is going to do something. Mm-hmm. He puts half of his fortune in Bill Gates. <laughs> that, that's unreal. That's, that's not enough. And, you know, Bill and, and him are both, you know, the some of the the less than, they're, they're not even the 1%. They're like the half of a half of a fraction of a 1%. That's not only, like, super rich, but they're also like, you need to take most of your fortune and you need to be helping the fucking world because you can because you have the power to do so. Yeah. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates have almost eradicated polio. So polio is obviously eradicated in the U.S., but not across the whole world. And, like, they're using... It's just... You have so much money and so many resources and so much intelligence to be able to fucking do it. Like, he is the fucking guy to do it. And, like... And don't they also... They're, they're doing a lot with, like, providing clean water. That was mostly what it was about, yes. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about how clean water kind of starts with everything but they're like why is the water dirty and it's because of sanitation so it's not that there's just dirty water everywhere it's that they have these small little like cities built up and they have no sewage right everyone's just shit everywhere living in the 1700s yeah for more you know better more letter you yeah know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i know that turn of phrase yeah man it, it's it's just really awesome so it comes down to uh it was talking about how he it made t- they're they're like it's a competition to like make toilets like they made like this Bill and Melinda Gates competition put it out to engineers like here are the parameters that we need who can do it and and it was they needed a toilet um, that was self sufficient so the energy you know you can't they're not gonna they don't have an energy infrastructure to like turn it on right um, what are you gonna do with the waste once whatever it goes uh, it's got to um, keep the waste away it's got to make clean drinking all this kind of shit right. And there was all these companies that were like, there was one of them 
where like the solar power like it was solar powered and then it would extract like the the shit like the water from the shit and make clean drinking water and you see at one point they're like demoing it and bill gates is standing there and he like just drinks it doesn't even think about it he just drinks it and he goes yeah it tastes like water but it was literally just shit in it that's unreal yeah isn't that unreal yeah and um but the like they the like there's one machine that they have and it's like pretty large machine and then like the the shit once it's all like dried out and everything fertilizer it's genius it's fucking great but um it's just like the price point of these things is fucking like wicked high so that's like where they're at right now is trying to like get these things to these places and you know clean water starts everything it's like what's the point of teaching somebody anything else or bringing anything else to them if their water is dirty and they're dying of diarrhea mm-hmm. it's really funny if anything to watch the first episode and play a drinking game where drink every time bill gates says diarrhea okay is <laughs> <laughs> it they he it's that was my favorite part about how many times bill gates said diarrhea mm. It was fucking great, man. I would put it on must-watch because it's it's a must-watch documentary. Um, if you're into documentaries, especially. You know, and there's something so fascinating about these people, like Jane Goodall, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Bill Gates, you know. Um, they are just different. Mm-hmm. The way they process information and the way that they see the world and the way they see their responsibility for the world. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that's why I like watching things like this because it, it's inspiring, you know? You can make a difference. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, you think about all the Fortune 500 CEOs or, mm-hmm. or think about all the people that are like uber mega rich. Yeah. And like, what are they doing? You know, what are they... Are, well, according to the dollop on the Uber, they're fucking assholes. Yeah, like the, yeah, the Uber guys are just terrible, terrible fucking people. Um... Jeff Bezos is like, dude, he's right up there. If he's not like the richest sure. guy in the fucking world, like, what's what? Is, what is he doing with his fucking? You want money? to know the craziest thing I learned uh, from that dollop that they did on the on Uber Please is do. that um, out of nowhere, Saudi Arabia invested a ton of money right. into Uber. Mm-hmm. So you think like, what is Saudi Arabia? What do they have to do? You know, why are they investing in Uber? And why is that? Because women shouldn't drive. That's right. And Uber is a good solution mm-hmm. for women not driving in their country. Yep. And Uber was like, that's we, an okay we'll mode. Pay, we'll pay the lowest cash of pittance to drive around a women because, God forbid, they're behind a yeah. fucking wheel. And you know what You know what Uber did? We'll What's take that? it. Yeah. Send it over. Yeah, exactly. We'll take the money. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like from, and again, like, what do I, I've never been in a boardroom at an Uber meeting, right. but from what I understand, they were, they, it was transparent. It was like, this is what our motive is, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, we just want the money. That's fine. You know. Did they give the idea in the jam pad? Yes, the oh jam pad. Dude, it's so ridiculous. The jam pad was a house that the creator and had, where it was basically where they just had parties and shit. But it was like their idea. We go here, we just brainstorm out. You go there and you. We just jam out, man, with our ideas. Jam out, blow off a hooker's ass is what they're mostly doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would totally put this. It, it is a. It's a well-made documentary. You get to say the story of, of, it's really interesting, in fact, how uh, uh, Microsoft, like, started. And, like, so Bill Gates was in high school, and he joined the, like, computing club. And they kicked him, like, the, like, there was, he was, like, the youngest, him and his friend were the youngest ones 
in the club. It was all like seniors, and he was like in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And they started hanging out with him and whatnot, but then they like kicked him out. And then there was a this the summer between like sophomore and like junior year or something like that. Um, the school was like going ape shit because they couldn't build the curriculum for all the kids. Like this, these kids need to be in this classes, but it was just like a whole. Like all the, it was a perfect computing problem in that you had all these variables with really specific rules. Like um, each kid needs this many classes, they need this many credits, these things can't be overlaying, this many kids need to be in each one. It was just like a nightmare for a person. It would take the entire summer, like five people every year, like literally the two months, like that's what they would show up and they would just start working on it until like the end, like school started and like, oh, we fucking made it, holy shit, we did it. And they gave the task to these computer kids, right, to come up come up with it. And the guys couldn't do it. And so they had to go back to Bill Gates and his friend. Like, come on, you can be in the fucking club. And Bill Gates, at that age, being younger than these guys, was like, yeah, we'll do it. But we're in charge now. Like, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy is that, like, I do that type of statistical analysis for a living now. Mm-hmm. And it's because people like him made it easy. Yeah. I, yeah. I Like, when people come to me with these problems like clients or, or whatever the case may be, like I, I use, I mean, I still program, but yeah. like I use existing tools, yeah. right? And I only know how to do this because they figured it out and then someone learned it and then taught courses on it, you know? Like mm-hmm. he was the, an innovator in that sense. Yeah, and it's insane because from that thing, like that they did, other places started hiring them to be like, could you do this for us? Could you do this for us? It was the time where everyone, like computers, like computers are here, mm-hmm. but the programs were not. Like computers came and then the programs that would do different things, like it was just whatever. Think of anything. Like what do you want to happen? And we can make a program to make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. like make a schedule. And it was weird. Like they had the programs were like on these weird punch cards and they would have to like upload it by putting in like a punch card and it would like read all read these the, like, yeah. little like dots. Weird. It was weird, yeah. It was crazy shit, like you know, the first computers, but that was like what they were doing. And um, he was your typical sort of uh, CEO, like right from the beginning where he was like in the office like fucking 10 hours a day and you'd like pass out on his desk and then wake up and just start coding again like immediately and typical like Elon Musk sure. shit when uh, all those fucking guys are the same, man. They just have a they have an unreal drive, but I would one hundred percent put this in must watch, um, and uh, that's because. Um, well, what about next week? Yeah, next week is a big thing, guys. Next week's Millennial Book Club is going to be. This is the first time now. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, you're always we always love for you to write in, and you can write into roadsodamail at gmail and. Uh, if you watch this, we want you to be a part of it. But uh, so what you could do is you can go. I watched the Bill Gates thing. Here's my take on it, or any of the, uh, you know, any of the assignments that we've had. Uh, but also you can send in your suggestions. If you have a suggestion for a Millennial Book Club, we take suggestions. Nelly of the team, Jeff and Nelly, suggested. She sent us this article, right? Let's bring up the article. And it was the five worst Netflix movies, Netflix original movies of 2019 so far. So there's five movies that are supposed to be just absolute dog shit, right? 
And what we're going to do is we want to pick one of them. So it's going to be in the category of go ride a bike, but let's just see what happens, right? Sure. And the first, let's see. Uh, so we're going to pick one right now. I don't think that's, uh, that's just a picture of. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the last laugh, right? What do you think it's about? Um, I think there's two old guys and they're dying and they got a, it's like a bucket list thing. They sure. got a fucking, that, if that's my honest opinion of what it is. So what I think it is, is that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of anthropologists theorize that laughing evolved from crying, mm-hmm. right? It's like the same kind of thing. So I think that we evolved to where we can no longer laugh. We can only cry. Right. But there's one guy who can still laugh and all the stand up comics are just like fucking after him. You oh, know? Wow. And so it's actually a horror movie of so this guy trying to stay away from stand up comedians whose reward center is based around the addiction of getting other people to laugh. But, but no one can no laugh. One They're can just like zombies anymore. wandering yep. the street. Yep. What? Really? I, I'd watch Really? It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only line. Really? It's <laughs> the only line I can think of. Uh, the Red Sea Diving Resort. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. I'm looking at a picture of a black fella and a white fella uh, standing around someone's uh, junky shed. I wouldn't even know. I think it's going to be these two guys are down on their luck. Mm-hmm. They're they're living in um, Jordan, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What are we going to do? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta start something." And they're like, "Let's go make a resort by the Red sure. Sea." <laughs> I think it's called the Red Sea Diving Resort because the water's too shallow, so everyone who dives breaks their nose and turns the water red. Right. Yes, I like mm-hmm. that one. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the silence. Mm-hmm. Where are you going with that one? Okay. Um, the Silence is a movie about the the concept in physics where after you say something, um, you can clearly upset someone, and then they say it's fine. And right. then there's an awkward silence, and then later they go. I just think it's funny how. Right. And so The Silence is about a movie, is, is about, yeah. It's that, just that, that space long, between, that, that space yeah, between a joke. Except everybody loses the ability or the energy, or the caring to do the... I just think it's funny how. So, so many people have weird interpersonal conflicts that now it's just silent all the time because right. no one has to deal with that awkwardness. And then they, they need one man. They need one man to break the science in action. One man. One man. This summer. I just think it's funny how. I just, oh, great. How about sextuplets? And it's spelled S-E-X. And we're looking at a picture of... The Wayne's brothers, but it looks like there's Wayne's sister. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Really? Well, when I think tup, I think Tupperware. And when I think sex, I think a sex. Right. So, <laughs> that's where I'm going. And then you have polar or polar. And and from I'm looking at a this picture. This image is so unreal. It's an old white dude. <laughs> Looking over his shoulder, surprised at a young white woman holding what appears to be some, probably a nine millimeter pistol. Yeah, and she looks like she's crying. Yeah, and he's like, "You know how to use that thing?" And they're definitely it. There's snow on the ground, and there's no leaves on the trees, so I'm led to believe it's in a cold place. Also, it's called polar, so you got that going. You know, he's wearing a turtleneck, and he's, a- it's all black. That's a bold fucking move. A black turtleneck, like, I don't have the confidence for that. Mm-mm. Like, you ever wore a black turtleneck before? Uh, he's probably an assassin. He's got to be an assassin. There's only, only that's the, that's yep. assassin yep. confidence. Yep. Like, please say something. Yeah. Say something about my turtleneck. Say something about it. There's a little, um, there's a, uh, uh, 
my phone just went off because there was a little light rain coming. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And it's like bright as fuck outside uh, right now. It really is. Uh, so which one of these do you think you want to, um, do you want to watch? Sextuplet, Polar, The Silent, The Red Sea Diving Resort. If I'm going that. off like clickbait, like yeah. what makes me want to click on it, The mm -hmm. Red Sea Diving Resort makes me like, I want to know what that's about. You want to know what it's about. The rest of it, I'm, you know, you give or take. I think the only thing I'm I'm really <gasps> bipolar. Polar. She's got a gun. He's like, what the fuck? A minute ago you were fine. Like now you're pointing guns gun. at people. What is going on? You know. And that's her superpower. I hope there's something. Someone furiously typing to Road Soda at uh, RoadSodaMail at gmail.com going. That's how my bipolar is. You know, like. Well, prove me wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong. At one point you have a gun, and at another point you don't. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, let's do the red the Red Sea diving mm -hmm. resort. So guys, this. Week, your assignment is the Red Sea Diving Resort. And uh, if you watch that, or if you watch uh, Inside Bill's Brain and you want to write in, you can write into uh, roadsodamail at gmail.com. Now, you might not know this. Oh, man. But if, let's say you're not the, um, let's say you're not the typing type. Why don't you go ahead and call us and leave a message? Yep. At 706-200-1213. What's that number? Again, that's 706-200-1213. Wonderful. Call that number. There's a voicemail. You can leave your voicemail, and we will uh, listen to those. And we'll play them on the show because it's a voicemail, so you get to be a part of the show. Tell us what you think about uh, or uh, you know the Millennial Book Club, mm -hmm. or you can also just give us a suggestion or just say hi, whatever you want to do. Yep. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by ByMoodLand.net. Hi, I'm Larry Bird. Due to a government loophole, I now own half the moon. All of the front part. The Chinese own the rest. What am I gonna do with a whole half a moon? That's why I'm selling it to you by the acre. That's right, Moonland. It's an investment. You can till it, develop it. Why don't you start a garden? Some folks like to lease their Moonland. The Indians used to think we were stupid to own land. Boom, boom, pow, wow, can't own land. <laughs> but now who's stupid? Not you. And you gotta stay that way by purchasing moon land at $1,500 per acre. I know what you're thinking. Larry, only $1,500? Are you sure you're not stupid? I'm not. I just want to make sure you don't disappoint your kids by leaving them with something useless. Like heirloom jewelry. Don't disappoint your kids. Buy the most luxurious space property in space. www.buymoonland.net Buy some Moonland today. Weather, right? right? In, you know, he's in Florida. So almost, boy, he teetered on hackiness almost where it was, but it was still good. He was like, man, Y'all human in Florida, man. I'll tell you, walk out here and just wet, you right. know, you know, <laughs> just that, and yeah. then he's like, I'll tell you though, you guys, it's different. It's not that hot. You guys complain it's hot. It's not that hot. I live out in LA. We're talking 105. That 105 heat, that'll put you out. You don't want to be in that 105 heat, you know, but I'll tell you who, who really got it bad. I did a show in Phoenix, right? You walk outside and then you fucking, you hit this, this weather hits you, man. It's that 120 heat. That 120 heat will make you shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> 
Not once did he mention the president or no. what celebrity or sex scandal or no low blows. It was like borderline hacky stuff. So him and his opener were like so good. JB Smooth like killed it. It was so awesome to see him. Yeah, you would just you just started talking about how you were seeing. Oh uh, yeah, JB yeah, Smooth. That's right. Yeah, and I was like, man, I should have been recording right from the. Oh yeah, because their opener was so good. He was, dude. I'm you. Yeah, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, and I can never remember if you mentioned on or off air that you're you were gonna go be seeing mm-hmm. JB Smooth. And I thought about that over the weekend, and I wanted to absolutely yeah check on how that fucking went. It was so good, man. Where did you see him? Um, the Straw Center. It's like kind of a medium sized theater in Tampa. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you do you remember the name of the his opener? No, but I have to Google it. Actually, yes. I'm gonna Google it real quick because he was so good. I love when he comes out to and he starts talking. We all thought that he was the person introducing the right. opener. Like, he right. doesn't tell jokes. And he, like I told Isaiah, it felt like five minutes. It might have only been 60 seconds. But he makes it feel long on purpose. Like, that's his comedic timing and draws it out. And you don't realize he's building up to this this bit. And um, he's, you know, he, like I said, you know, he, you think he's going to be like, all right, and next is Isaiah Cooper opening for J.B. Smith. So anyways, and then he does this bit. And he's like, all right, you know, I'm out here. I got to work the crowd and shit. So, uh, hey, man, what do you do for a living? And the guy starts to tell him. He goes, used to do the same shit. What city are you from? <laughs> yep, grew up there too. Hey, y'all, a couple. All right, keep that love strong. Right. And just the the satire, like kind of introspective. Because that's just the, the same bullshit. Every oh, opener, oh, yeah. every fucking. He's like, like anybody small. got a birthday here today? Doesn't fucking matter. Like, right. you know, just really good shit. I fucking love yeah. it, dude. And, uh, and then he introduced J.B. Smoove. And like I said, no politics, no nothing. And it's not that I care about that. Like I, like I said, it was after I left. Yes. And I was just like, man, this dude made me laugh about the weather. Do you realize how good that is? You know? That is, that because when it comes to comedy, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. And as far as... If a comedian starts talking about politics, if they start talking about like religion, or not that I don't want to talk about those things, but that's like debate of, of like that's what I want to be, you know. I'm sorry, I should have opened yours too, man. No, it's okay. I got to open my beer, and that's I was fine. trying to not do it on the podcast. Here, you want? I'm sorry, so sorry. Yeah, let me just oh, do hell it. yeah. Just make that noise. No, it's here. Oh yeah. Thank you for cracking another road soda. So it's it's um, those are the best comedians like those are my favorite comedians when they're telling personal life stories personal experiences occasionally i mean i don't mean they can't mention it you know mm-hmm. sometimes a story you gotta mention who the president is whatever the fuck your story is but yeah dude i'm just so not into that shit yeah and i'm so glad and um that you really fucking enjoyed yourself with jb smooth yeah for sure he's such a fucking great guy yeah man and he also he coined a term it's funny because there's a kirby enthusiasm bit whenever jb smooth's family moves in with larry david and uh his Larry uh, JB Smooth plays a character called Leon. Leon, his his sister has like kind of cancer, right? And right. Uh, so Larry David's taking care of her, and she says, you know, she calls him LD. She's like, LD, it's too cold in here. What's wrong with you? And he's like, it's seventy four. I I keep it at what's wrong. It's a good temperature. <laughs> and then she goes, no, LD, these we're black folk. We can't. I'm not dealing with this shit. I got cancer. Turn it up. Right. And then Leon goes to walk by, and Larry David calls him in for like his backup, right? And he goes. Hey, you know, Leon, she wants it, she wants a, she wants it 80 degrees in here. And Leon goes, Ooh, 80 degrees. Oof, I'm an 82 man myself. <laughs> and he made a reference to that during his standup. Right. And, yeah. uh, it was, uh, it was just, it was really good. I'm yeah. An 82 so, man. I'm an 82 myself. man myself. That's you know? crazy. Dude, dude. And he coined so many good phrases. So there's mm-hmm. another phrase that I use all the time mm-hmm. and it's lampin'. Okay. Right. So Larry David comes back to talk to Leon. Leon lives in, lives in his kind of like pool house. And, uh, 
And he goes, um, hey, what are you doing, you know? And I'm, I'm skipping a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And Leon goes, man, I'm lamping. Right. And he goes, lamping? What happened to chilling? Why can't you just be chilling? He's like, man, you can walk around chilling. You could be up the fuck right and be chilling. Right. Lamping, I'm at home, got my feet the fuck up, eating some Panda Express. That's lamping. Right. And, like, so anyways, he is a... You could be up right You could chilling. be up right chilling, <laughs> you know? So- ah! So I'm going somewhere with this. The point is, is that, like, seeing him there, and he's, like, he is a character, you know? Right. And that's the same energy he brought to yes. the stage. It was good, like, I, he was a character. And what was so funny is he goes, all right, y'all, I'm going to be on the lobby. You know, come by and say hi. And guess what? He was in the lobby, not like with security guards, not charging for pictures, literally just like, what's up, guys? You like the show? What's up? Yeah, I like Curb, too. You know, like Leon's my, you know, he was right wow. there before we got oh, out. Yes. So he didn't go to the backstage and do whatever no. it is. He didn't take a piss. Do. He no, might man, have taken a piss. Was, by the time, like, we were some of the first people out mm-hmm. and he was there already. So you got to meet suit. him. Um, no, there was a bunch of fucking people there, and I had social anxiety, so I didn't. But you don't know how bad I wanted to shake his hand and say, man, you know who didn't Lampin, have social anxiety? changed my life. Fucking Lampin'. But there's so many people, man. And, my feet uh, up, I'm eating Panda Express. Got my feet the fuck up, eating Panda Express? Uh, That's Lampin'. I think we, I think you, you gotta take it. Yep. Do, am I allowed to take it if I haven't seen that episode? Yep. Thank you. You heard it. <laughs> you know, when it else it comes to, when it comes to entertainment... And I like things, as you said, that take you out of it. I was out. I watched his show, and I was away. I was in his mind. Yep. I was in this space. I went on that. a journey that he journey. wanted me to take. Yeah, that he took me on. Yeah. Let's talk about another journey. A few episodes oh, back, man. we had an anima. Uh, sorry, not anima. Anime episode. I was just in in Georgia over the weekend. My sister kept. Talking about uh, sea anemones. I'm sorry. This is a really sea anemones. She yeah. It's, this is a really quick story, but she, what she did was great. But it, I found it very humorous that she could not say. She kept saying animes, animes. Anyway, these animes. I was like anemones. They're anemones. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she? What happened was, uh, she took her kids to go to like this zoo, and they had. Um, this like tank of all this like sea life mm-hmm. and uh she saw this anemone and for her she's she's what uh you call an intuitive or a channeler look all out this kind of stuff right. right yeah but anyway i don't remember if it was like her child said something or she just noticed uh, something seemed off in the tank so she took pictures of the stuff while she was there and she went she started researching and she found out that the setup of their tank was like diabolical and like she, they had all these anemones in there together and apparently they hate being close together and when they do they create warfare if one of them actually dies it'll kill everything in the entire tank and like they're trying to kill each other because they don't want to and the picture of what they look like when they're like dying or in that defensive state is how they like all looked in the fucking tank props to your sister yeah dude. and she she went onto their facebook and she wrote to them she was like uh, this sea anemone doesn't look like it's good. And then what I love that she did is that she said it doesn't look good. And she let them say something before then going. So she said it doesn't look good. And the person explained, oh, it's probably because they, you know, they just moved it in there. It's in sh- whatever it is, just bullshit. Mm-hmm. And my sister said, well, this is this anemone. This is this. Uh, uh, they shouldn't be in tanks with these. They shouldn't be next to this. And just like put all this shit on there. She just learned herself. Yeah. She doesn't run a fucking zoo. She doesn't put together a zoo exhibit. She's a stay-at-home fucking mom that just read Google. Right? Read fucking how did, Google. How did they respond? 
I didn't get that far. All right. <laughs> I don't know exactly how they were. She said they, she, as of when she told the story, she said they didn't respond. They didn't respond. But either way, I thought it was very funny because the whole time she kept calling anime, anime, yeah. anime. I'm like, you can't even say the fucking word. And well, you, like, <laughs> I thought you know, it was great. You know where else there are anemones? Where? In the oceans of that planet where they fish for Munagi on Space Dandy. That is exactly where we're going, guys. Um, we we talked about anime ad nauseum, and uh, one of the best shows, in my opinion. I didn't throw. Did you throw up that day? What? Uh, you, we went ad nauseum. I I didn't throw ad, up. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. You do it until you puke. You add nausea to your conversation. There's so. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't throw up. I puked after a little bit in my oh, mouth. I swallowed. <laughs> you swallowed it. it. Right. Props. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was. Um, so we talked about and and one of my favorite animes of all time being. Uh, you know, what's it called? Space Dandy. Space Dandy. Yep. Yeah, bro. Space Dandy. And then you fucking watched it. So here's the thing. There are Please. so few people mm-hmm. that I will listen to when they recommend something. Right. I don't have a lot of time. And so when you say, this is worth watching, mm-hmm. I trust you. Thank you. And let me tell you something. I watched that first episode, the night of the anime episode. Right. We shot the podcast. I went home. watched that episode. This series is so good. So tell me how you felt about the first episode. So the first episode, I felt like this is different. Yes. You know? Okay. This storytelling, the, this this type of storytelling is different. I saw someone online one time compare it to Rick and Morty, and I see what they were trying to say. Right. In that, the episodes seem random, but there right. is an overarching thing yes. tying them together. There is. I get that. But the pacing is so good. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Dandy saying... You know, basically, boobies are great. Yeah. But you show me a boob guy, and I'll show you a knuckle dragger. Right. There's one thing that you need to understand about the fairy sex. It's all about the booty. Right. Right? (laughs) Like, you just... So so this is his whole thing. And um, what I love about it is that it's only two seasons. Right. And I'm on my second watch through. So if that tells you anything, that as soon as I finished, I was like, wait, what? What? Yes. And I have to rewatch. They give away the ending, the the first sentence of the first episode. Yeah. And, like, I can say that, and you still won't fucking get it. You like, you're, yeah. you're going to watch this after listening to this podcast, because mm-hmm. Isaiah and I are great. It, it's, oh, man. And, and I'm going to say that, and you're going to be like, I don't understand how that gives away the ending. Dude, it is. And, and I almost, I, I got so, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about yeah. it, because I I watched the show at a point in my life where I literally just finished the Appalachian Trail, and all the seasons finished while I was hiking. So I mm-hmm. caught off the trail, and it was, I was yearning for an anime, because I hadn't watched one, and... I realized that Wantanabe, my favorite fucking director, he did um, Cowboy Bebop or anything. Samurai Champloo. Samurai Champloo made this new show, and I was like, I have to fucking watch yep. it. And when I watched it, I burned the whole thing like within a, like a week or two, and it it just hit me so close to fucking home, yeah. and just in so many ways. And like the, it was. Ah, man, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful show. And yeah, and so you start off with this guy talking about literally like just like. Um, objectifying women. Yes, yes. And you think, like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. But you realize, like, he kind of puts on this persona to keep people away almost, you yeah. know? And it's like, you start watching this show and you fall in love with Dandy. You fall in love with the guy that you're supposed to hate. Like, he's such a, a, a dense... He's You're like, this guy is such a dense idiot. Yep. He doesn't... He has no idea what's going on. But you know what? When, you, when, it, when it ends, you find out that this guy knows everything that's going on that's right and he he has realized that in this world that he lives in 
He's like, just be like, just go with the just flow. go with the flow, baby. Nothing. N- this is just what it's gonna yep. be. And you know what? It even shows more about like the whole contents of the show when he dies in the first episode. Everybody dies in the first episode, but then the next episode comes on and it's and like they don't even explain it. There's no explanation, but you're still on board. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yep. But then the whole show goes by, and you it, it's. Each episode is, like, drawn different. He has a different artistic director for every episode mm-hmm. that directs, like, the, the uh, how, how it's drawn, the, the artwork. Some of them being drastically different. Some of like, them pretty similar. Yeah. What was your favorite as far as, like, the artwork is concerned? Munagi episode. Yes, dude. I, Everything about that, that episode. That episode. So, the, one of the fascinating things is that this show brings, into concept, bring it, brings in concepts of physics and things like that. And in this episode... Um, so Space Dandy is an alien hunter. Yes. In this world, the universe is pretty explorable, and there are people who go out and find aliens who have been, that we don't know exist. Right. They bring them back to this registry, and then they're registered. Which and is great, because he's not killing anything. He's not killing anything. Yeah. And so the idea is that the, you know, they, they don't go to prison afterwards. It's just like, we're registering you. We, we and they have this exist. scanner. We know what you're capable of, and all of these things. So in this episode, they find out about this thing called the Munagi, and it's this rare fish. And... It's worth a lot of. Is it oolongs? I think they. I think they do use the same um, money as uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. 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 So. Oolong, yeah. So, anyways. Which? Oh, go ahead. So it's worth a lot of money. So he says, "I'm going to go to this planet. I'm going to catch this fish." Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and there's a village of people, mm-hmm. and there's this old guy who's been fishing for this Munagi his whole life. His whole life. Hates Dandy. Hates his arrogance. Hates his confidence. Hates him like hates I'm going to show. He's there. Everything. What's that? Hates that he's even oh, there. Oh, hates that he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, spoiler for the episode, eventually there's this legend, right, mm-hmm. about a blue moon. And the moon Agi emerges during the blue moon. Mm-hmm. And so eventually this blue moon happens. The old guy's the only guy who believes the legend. Everybody else in the village thinks he's a joke, mm-hmm. right? The blue moon happens. And the Munagi emerge, and right. Space Dandy tries to catch one. And it's an excellent thing. I'm not going to tell you all that happens. But the fascinating thing is that blue comet, that or that blue moon, is actually a comet made right. up of water. Yes. And it passed too close to the planet's atmosphere, and it moved so slowly that the Munagi left the comet, and it took 300 years for the comet to come back. Right. And I love that it was like a legend, yeah. and the art direction was great, and I love the arc of what is fishing but patience. Yeah. So Dandy had to learn patience and he also had to learn to believe in the unbelievable right Mm -hmm. and believe in this legend that kid you know there's a point during the episode where dandy decides like it's not real Mm -hmm. and he says it to the kid and the kid looks at me and he's like you're wrong you're wrong and the old man knew you know and so it taught dandy so many lessons that's what i love about the episodes they seem random a lot rick and morty yes but dandy is growing as a person in every episode he's mm-hmm. learning something you know so it's showing you that all these different lives all these different dimensions all these different places is like so yeah. there, there's there's something to them and here's a snapshot of each one and and a story that is told in each one it's great and and so the the episode i think it's and what's even better is then it not only is it doing that through like dimensions but it's also doing that with animes yep so if you look at each at each episode it's modeled after like an anime stereotype they have the the musical high school anime they have the mecha anime they have the the slice of life anime by the way i don't know if you noticed this you know when they go to meow's home planet right and they say what are you making there and it flashes it's a part from gundam wing 
Right, which is this, dude? That's exactly, and that is supposed so that, to be because you know it real quick. The 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 character goes. So what are you guys making this factory anyways? And the father goes, I don't know, some part to something. And then it flashes, right. and it's a part. I don't remember what Gundam movie. I think it's from a movie, not the sh- right. not the show, but it's a Gundam part. Did I fucking miss that? I didn't even catch that yep. fucking part. That's so fucking yep. awesome because I do know what you're talking about, and that is the episode that's supposed to be like the slice of life, like yep. the love romance, that kind of thing, and. And like little, because it's it's modeled after Japan. Like mm-hmm. he is the the home person Japanese character character with this little satchel bag and his little ears that he yep. wears. Like that's his his uh, character. Yeah, dude, it is every fucking episode. And you know the episode where he does where he is. Uh, um, it's the high school one. Oh my god, yes. There is a scene that is the last scene, and in, in the last episode, I don't think it's the last scene. But it's like the last episode. Yeah, of. Um, What's it? What's it called? Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah. He has his sunglasses and he po- he points uh, Spike points right at right at the screen, and he goes bang. That's like the yeah. last scene of the fucking show. You, he does yeah. that. Yeah, and you uh, said there was a does that. there was a Cowboy Bebop reference in the episode where uh, he has a romance with a certain character. Who I won't mention. Right. And uh, that's, I, the, I that's the that's the Cowboy Bebop where he it was. I yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying screen. that was on the musical one. I'm sorry, I was confused. Oh whoops, I, I got those two crossed yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're right, dude. The musical one was. And not my not my one hundred percent favorite, I should well, say, but it was, it was still fun and entertaining. It was the only one where it came on. I was like, "What am I watching?" Yeah, but I still liked it because it. And that's the thing; like, it gets you on board with this kind of stuff. And that was supposed to be the slice of life, not the slice of life. It's supposed to be the 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 high school musical. It's yeah. like a whole trope yeah, in anime, of course. But yeah, dude, if you you've got to watch it because, again, when it gets to the end, like the last couple episodes, especially when it shows you like his past girlfriend. That's like just this fourth dimensional character, which is yeah. such a goofy, it's fun funny, episode. Because yeah, yeah. she was dating the guy from the second dimension, yep. and it's just. But then it starts getting into like why he's being chased by the Gogol Empire, and yeah. he never knows it. Like the whole time. I was gonna say, the second watch through is much more rewarding, mm-hmm. because so much is being built, and then it happens. Right. And then you rewatch, and you're like, "How did I miss all of this plot?" Because it, the, you, 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 because it's just. You couldn't possibly give that much credence to that show. Yeah. When you're watching it at the beginning, you're like, this is just a mindless, fun show. And I love it because it's a fun show. And then it ends, and you're like, that wasn't the show you were watching. You were just watching something that was deep and like heartfelt and fucking amazing. And you're going to feel differently about Space Dandy when you get to the end. Yep. And then when you rewatch it knowing all that, you're just, oh my god. Yep. It was all right in front of my face the whole time. Yep. What an amazing show. Watch Space Dandy. And you gotta watch it till the end. It was, it's fucking amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Here we are. As quick as it started, as I always say. That's, you know, a journey of 136 minutes is taken a single minute at a time. That's what happens. You you could have been, you could have taken this 126 minutes. You could have spent it anywhere, and you spent it on a road soda, and it was a good decision. I'm gonna tell you, it was a good decision. It was because you know what? You learned something. If anything, you learned that you cannot put fruit juice directly into your bloodstream. It's not something you can do. You just not. You can't do that. Um, if you do, you're probably gonna turn into a Chinese person and go to a hospital. That's 
far as I remember it, I think that's what happened, yeah. There's so many things, you know, Road Soda isn't just a podcast. There's there's so much going on. It's entertainment. It's a review. Uh, we reviewed Inside Bill's Brain. You, you, you should watch that. That's what we also learned, is that Inside Bill's Brain is a really good documentary and and, uh, Netflix originals are actually pretty dope. They can make some good things. Uh, We learned that our next assignment for next week is is, uh, the Red Sea Diving Resort. And that one's supposed to be really bad. That suggestion came to us from Nelly of the Jeff and Nelly duo. And she says that, uh, yeah, we should totally watch this. It's supposed to be one of the worst movies, but we're going to take some time and watch it and just uh, see how how it goes. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. So I always want to thank you for, for listening to the show. Uh, we love having you here. We love doing the show. And we hope that you like it as much as we like making it. You can call into the show and leave your questions, comments, Whatever you, if you just want to say, hey, fuck you guys, we don't like you, you can do that. We, that's all right. You can call in to 706 200 1213. That's the phone number. And also, why not write in uh, to roadsodamail at gmail.com and send us whatever you're thinking about. We don't care. However, you want to reach out to us, we welcome. We welcome that. Check out Justin on his podcast, Keeping the Mids In. Uh, it's a very uplifting, upbeat sort of show. It makes you feel good. It makes you think. It's a great show, and that releases every Wednesday because it's right in the middle of the week. So you can start your day with road soda. You start your week with road soda, and then right in the middle, you get that uplifting, keeping the mids in. And uh, thank you guys so much. And, and one thing I got to leave you with because I leave, I, you know, every single episode, this is what we leave you with. Go to bed early. Try that shit out for a change. Everyone's all about this late at night life. No, no, no. Go to bed at nine. Just see how it feels. Just see what it does for you. 